Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, Episode 26. Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast. My name is Mark R. LePage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. Today on the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, I speak with architect and teacher Stephen Chung, the creator and host of the new PBS television show, Cool Spaces. Stephen has a great story to share. We discuss his journey to become an architect, his inspiration for the show, and we even get into a little bit about the criticism he's received from fellow architects for the show's initial focus on big brand firms. And I think you're going to like what he has to say. I'm so excited about this episode. I'm going to get right into it. So here's the interview. Stephen Chung, welcome to the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. Sure. It's great to have you here on the show today. Um, to start off our conversation, I'd like to do what I typically do on uh, my interviews is to, to ask you to share a little bit about your background and talk about where you started, how you found your way to architecture, and a little bit about your journey from where you were to where you are today. It's a long journey, Mark, uh, but uh, you know I've always wanted to be an architect probably since nine years old when I knew what the word was. And it was pretty a singular kind of uh, path. I mean, that's, I knew I wanted to do that. I was 
in high school already taking sort of classes for that, architecture and art-related classes, and even during the summer, doing these summer programs at different schools that offer that for high school students that are interested in, in design and architecture. Um, so that was the path, I mean, for sure. And then I went right into a five-year program for architecture at the RPI, which is Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, upstate New York. Um, and then following that, did two years of graduate school at, the, at Harvard. So it was like continuous, just single-minded focus of uh, with architecture through academia, through high school, through through college, through graduate school. Um, and after that, it was you know going to work for some good offices. I thought uh, Richard Meyer, um, especially someone I really liked when I was young and growing up, and doing some internship years in New York and. And kind of bouncing around, but basically trying to accumulate experience because the idea was always that I was going to have my own office. At least that was the that was the idea. Um, and uh, and then interspersed with those internships and, and working in different offices, began teaching. I taught sort of on and off for seven years, and I would say it was sort of practice for seven years and teaching for seven years, kind of intermingled. I would say back and forth, but always the the singular focus was to be you know a you know great architect and have a have a good office and be a well-known architect and all of those kind of things. So <laughs> where did it go wrong? Um, okay, so I had my own office, and then around 2007, 2008, I mean, we were specializing in residential, um, higher-end residential, multifamily, single-family, uh, loft renovations, that sort of thing. And at the time in Boston, early 2000s, that was kind of what was happening. So it was very, it was a good time for that. But uh, obviously with the recession in 2007, um, it all came crashing down. And... Um, I mean, I don't think I could tell anything about it, but I certainly was not diversified, and, and I wouldn't say I was the greatest businessman, but basically I kind of got wiped out. And it was that time where I said, okay, i got to do something else. I mean, I think that, that sort of introduces the, this notion of something else, and what would, what would that be? Right, so, so uh, what did you do after you... So you closed the firm and you, and, and you moved on to something else? Yeah, I dissolved. I had a partnership. We, we dissolved it, and uh, and then I sort of tried to figure out what to do. And really, the first thing was just simply going on, you know, a website like Monster.com and trying to find a job as an architect that I hadn't really done before. I that was kind of a new website at the time. And I thought, oh great, I'll just type this in and see what happens. And amazingly, like architect came up like a thousand times within Boston. And you know, I said, wow, this is fantastic. This is terrific. And what I realized as I began to go through those listings is that, that none of those architect jobs were for building des or design architects. Those were for seemed like high tech jobs or solutions architect or network architect or I don't know, somewhere along the uh, way I, I didn't pay attention but our name was like appropriated by another industry. They just took it from us. Right. And if I wanted to find a job in architecture I had to sort of type in specifically, you know, designing buildings, designer, you know, that sort of thing. And then when I typed in that there was no job, no jobs. <laughs> I said, uh, what's, what's happened? What's happened? Um, and so that's where it got me thinking about what to do. And it was not TV. I mean, the idea was I was just going to write a white paper and just kind of complain about what was wrong and what we needed to do. Um, and then I sort of thought about that, and I figured, well, who would read that? Probably another architect, maybe, and we could commiserate about it. Um, I should try to figure out something else. And, again, the TV idea was not really something I was thinking about. I was just trying to find a way to to do something, and I said, you know what, I have to do something very positive, something that's going to not sort of complain about why we need more attention, why people should pay attention to us and what we do is so important, but maybe just show them and and find a way that, and that was a TV show, find a way that you could sort of show our passion for what we do, why it's important, why it's kind of cool, not lecture to anyone, just just take people to a place what, you know, where we got so excited about it. 
and for that, I had to go back um, to when I was in college and late high school and, and, and graduate school, where I was just so enthusiastic and so excited about everything about architecture. And at, at that time, in my late 30s, I was not. I was kind of really cynical and kind of you know depressed about it all and yeah. not feeling great about it. But if I let that, if it was about that, then people wouldn't listen. They would, why would they, you know, I would just, it wouldn't be the right tone. So I really had to kind of train myself to get back to that place where I really was excited and capture that and, um, and broadcast that. So broadcast that meaning, yeah, maybe TV would be a way and to kind of train myself and, and coach myself to, to get into that place, you know, on demand. And, um, and then began this long odyssey of seven years to sort of turn it into a television show. I mean, I kind of just said it out loud to myself, like, why don't I make a television show about architecture? That's the best way to reach a lot of people. And not knowing how impossible that would be and how ridiculous it was without having any connection, not knowing anything about the business, not knowing, not knowing anywhere where to begin, but other than just being asked around and saying, you know, you know how, to, how, how I can start a TV show. <laughs> it was that kind of ridiculous um, notion. Yeah, that's a fantastic story. So you basically, after, after you dissolved the firm, you saw a need in the profession. You saw the same things I see with entrepreneur architect and some of my friends who were who were leading uh, the conversation, and and you wanted to do something about it. And so so uh, you went on your journey and you you found TV. I found TV. I just thought because I was a teacher um, that that I maybe had some chance to do that as a kind of a principal of a small firm, but. You know, doing lots of public meetings and being up in front of people all the time, I felt, well, oh, I could probably do this. I didn't realize that, yeah, those are helpful, but they had nothing to do with television. That's completely something different altogether. But, um, you know, step by step, I think that uh, I, I just began to train and get some coaching. And then with that, I sort of submitted for certain things, not not for my own show, just, you know, an appearance here, an appearance there. Um, and any time I did some of those things, I would, you know, sit and talk to people, ask them lots of questions. And, you know, it would be an appearance on HGTV, and just I would be there for an hour, and I would answer a couple of questions. And they'd say, okay, that's great, and just ask more questions and just kind of learn and, and just watch how things were done. Um, you know, there's lots of time. In TV, there's so much waiting around. Everyone's waiting around while things are getting set up, and it's a great time just to ask lots of questions. So I would just ask lots of lots of questions. And I think when people thought that I was earnest, they said, hey, you, know, you should talk to this guy or call that guy or send this guy an email. Um, or what you need is real. You need to you know, put these things together and, and that kind of thing. So I, I just began to, over time, slowly accumulate all of these experiences um, and craft them into these kind of first pitches, which I look back to now were embarrassingly bad. But, um, you know, being very naive, I think, sometimes can be can be a positive thing, <laughs> I guess, in, my, in, in this case. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody who gets to any uh, any place has to start at the beginning, and uh, when you start at the beginning, you don't know what you're doing. Um, that's, that's right. The those early connections that you made in order to to make those early appearances. How did you? I mean, how did you go from uh, the idea that okay, I'm going to do a television show and I'm going to start, you know, trying to just reach out to actually taking that first step and getting that first opportunity? Because the, the first the first kind of jobs that I did, I would say jobs, but the first like, auditions and things like that that I were doing were not necessarily architecture related. I would just, um, you know, there's, there's lots of commercials and the video, corporate videos, and there's all kind of acting scenarios and all of these things. And I would just I'd make myself available for those. I would go to the castings. I would go to open auditions. I would just try to do all kinds of things, not just architecture or design related. 
I just went to those things as a way to learn and, and practice and audition and get in front of directors and just try something and reading commercials for shaving cream and whatever it was, it didn't matter. It was more like, okay, what's the objective of this, of this um, task and how do I best find that role or whatever it is? And, and then, you know, maybe I, I actually got a few roles. I did a shaving commercial. I did, you know, I did, I did different commercials that again, you're on a set and now you're asking people lots of questions and, mm-hmm just constantly kind of um, just slowly accumulating a network of people that, you know, I say, hey, I'm actually an architect and, you know, I'm trying to um, you know, design-oriented kind of programming. And inevitably someone says, you know, I know a photographer or a camera guy. You should just write this guy. Or It was really like that. I mean, it was very, very slow. And that's why it took so long. I mean, it, I, was, and I was learning. And honestly, I was very, I don't know, I was, I was very worried because, like, where was I going? A lot of my friends at that time were beginning to, you know, be principals of their own firms, becoming, uh, you know, really getting great reputations or teaching, becoming leaders in schools. And here I was, like, an acting class, you know, um, you know, reading ketchup commercials for, for an assignment. I mean, I just, I was really, like, where am I, what am I doing? <laughs> I was, I was, it made, I was very nervous. And it's like, I just felt like, where am I going? Yeah, I mean, it, a recession is a perfect time, though, to kind of jump, jump. Come I mean, if you're already in the position of of what you planned on doing falling apart, or you want to reinvent yourself. Um, I, you know, the the recession was a perfect opportunity for us to sort of look at where we were and rebuild and reestablish who we were. So when things got better, we could then take off. So I can imagine a very similar thing happened to you, where things fell apart. You decided to, to take a different route. It gave yourself some opportunity to start small and learn what you needed to learn. So when things started getting better again and and the opportunity was there to do something bigger, you'd have the experience and, and background to be credible in what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's right. I think the only thing that I found really challenging was that there was really no blueprint. There was no one I could really talk to or advise me or give me, you know, to, tell me how to how to do this i mean there really was no no map like you know to create an architecture office as i as i mentioned i mean i I went to the certain schools and then i went to uh you know i worked interned in offices and i began to get some jobs small jobs and, and moonlighting and there was kind of a path because i could talk to people i knew what they were doing they were doing some more things and while i didn't succeed at least i kind of saw that there was a path for an architect to make his own office and and maybe be successful and but the TV thing, there was no precedent. There was no one to talk to. I started to think about chefs and you know that that sort of scenario and and you know how did you know how are your chefs kind of uh, um, you know get people to, be, to know who they are and how do they promote themselves or the restaurants or what, whatever it is that they're trying to do. Right. I, I mean, I really couldn't really find any any other precedents. So um, you know, it makes also you know people around me kind of nervous. Like I was so focused on a certain place and then. To suddenly seem like I'm throwing it away, you know, it's a little nerve-wracking, and it, it, it still is. It's still kind of, you know, like <laughs> this is not this is not the principal goal. Um, I did it because I really did want to do it. I didn't again. I never really said I'm going to do this for all architects. I, I really just wanted to do it for something for myself. I wanted to do this, and sort of I I was just tired of getting feelings sort of disrespected or not, you know, people being not understanding what we're doing or I mean, I, it was pretty personal and. I know that now I think that people are seeing that it really can be helpful to more architects. And I think that's great. I'm, I'm very happy about that. But that was, that was not necessarily the goal to begin with. It was really more of a, just my own personal kind of mission. Um, I wouldn't call it a dream. It was more like a mission. And after a while, like, I can't give up because then, you know, if 
three or four years into it, I'm sort of making a little bit of headway, but it still seems so far off and far-fetched. But at that point, I said, I've got to finish this no matter what. Like, I'm going to finish this. And it and it developed into the television show Cool Spaces, which I I don't think we actually mentioned yet. So ah, sorry. so so that that's uh, that's what you're doing now is uh is you're you've launched a new television show called Cool Spaces. Uh, it's about right. architecture, and so talk a little bit about what that is, so we can get a little background on that, and then we'll get a little bit more into that. Um, yeah, I mean, what I did was during the course of this whole pitching and crafting different television pitches or treatments, they're called. Actually, I, 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 made, I created like five different shows, um, none of which kind of worked. Um, and this was based on my experience going to the networks and pitching things to them. And each time coming back with a different kind of pitch and then understanding each network is a little different. And finally going to PBS and submitting um, the show concepts actually for a grant. It was like a grant or our, kind of an RFP, like a request for TV proposals. And there was a grant available. I didn't get the grant, but the show... They liked the show. They thought it was, had a lot of potential. And I have to tell you that that was, um, I think that there was like 16 selected out of two or 3,000 that they thought could be viable shows. So it's pretty tough to get, you know, to break into that just to that first level. Um, and then they say, even Stephen says, so we like this idea. We want you to kind of keep, keep working on it. And then we're also going to um, basically give you a letter that says that we'll, you know, we're supporting the show. That'll help you go raise money. In other words, with PBS, public television, you have to go raise your own money. So that's, you know, that is itself its own challenge. But anyway, so uh, over, fast forward, I mean, now we've we've got our funding and we've uh, sort of crafted the show and it is now called Cool Spaces. It's a, it's a four-part with a second floor coming this fall about contemporary architecture, profiling, um, public space architecture, meaning spaces that people can visit. This is not a whole private home. These are libraries, uh, performance spaces, hospitals, things like that. People, spaces that people can visit, um, public spaces. Um, and that show launches today, today in a couple of markets in Dallas, North Carolina. Um, so I'm optimistic that, well, I hope people like it, but uh, we'll see. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so. Congratulations! That's uh, that's a huge accomplishment. You're uh, you're in in almost 50 of the major markets in, on PBS. Is that correct? Uh, well, no, there's a, I think one of the metrics is, you know, they have a top 50 markets. Um, that's just has to do with population. So right now the show will be 40, 49 out of the top 50, um, which is great reception. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, that's pretty much, um, you know, as good as you can do for a new show with a, a nobody host like me. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a very good start. I think that means that people have some curiosity, some interest in it. Um, I couldn't believe it, but there has been no show, I don't think, in the United States on Contemporary architecture, with the, you know, the focus is on architects. There's none. Never been done, which I find astounding. But um, I guess that has created an opening for us, and I'm happy to take advantage. Hopefully, it opens the door for more. Yeah, that's fantastic. The the, um, the I think the public has lots of sort of buzz in Hollywood uh, and television shows about architecture and architects. They sort of had this fantasy world of what, who architects are and what architecture is. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm really excited that you have put together a show that sort of gives the, the mainstream public a, some background on contemporary architecture uh, and who develops it and architects, you know, from an architect's point of view and the owner's point of view. Uh, I think it'll be really, really well received. Well, we'll see. But um, I, I think the key was, and this is one of those first 
those first kind of directors that I met, it was about something else. But when I told him what I wanted to do with the show, he said, hey, don't ever forget that, that, that a show is, it has to be about people. It can't be about buildings. Buildings are not stars. People are stars. And again, he didn't mean me. He meant that in your case, it's going to be the owner. It's going to be the architecture team, the design team. It's going to be the end user. People have to connect with them. That's who they identify with, not with this abstract building. Um, and so we focused on that. And every story, we do tell that the story, the arc of, you know, the owner who had a problem or wanted, had a vision, had a dream, and then, and then you know, brought on a design team that said, okay, this is, you know, we think we can do this. And let us, let us show you the evolution of our, our process, and then we'll see the end result. And then the end result is the, is the user, the end user. I mean, what do they think about it? Because that's who it's for. And we really, really spend time with all three of those, and uh, I hope people will connect with that and kind of understand it. And, you know, ultimately, they may not like the building. That's really not, actually, I'm not so concerned about that. I don't like every building that we, we profile. I think these are buildings that actually provoke, and they're, maybe some of them are strange, or they're, you know, they're hard to understand, maybe. And, and uh, when you hear it from all the different sides, and you really do come along with a better understanding about, about what it is, why it was done the way it was, how it works, and why it's pretty cool, I think, because... Yes, we do try to select buildings that are that are you know exemplary. There, there's something there's something special about each one, and we try to call attention to those things. So, like a layperson can then go to you know one of these stadiums and say, hey, you know what that's for? That's what that's for. And his friend could say, oh wow, that's cool. So that's that's the idea. Yeah, that's some good background. I've you know since since we met, we met at at AIA convention in Denver at the Architect Live stage. I did uh, I spoke there, and you and I you were the host mm-hmm. there last year. Uh, and we met, we spoke a little bit and I've been following your progress on cool spaces since then and have been really excited about it. Uh, you know, following your presentation, cause you presented cool spaces to the, to the AIA at the last convention and following that presentation. And since then, you know, I've on and off heard some criticism about the show that it's mainly focused on, on the public spaces that you're talking about, which are mostly designed by, you know, big brand architects. Have you heard that criticism, and what's what are your thoughts on that? Um, I have heard that criticism, and not only that, they direct tweet me, which <laughs> which is so nice to be so accessible. Um, and and well, well, there's a couple things. Is that you know when we make a promo, uh, yes, it's it's it really has to be the most visible and um, best known um, uh, types. I mean, that's just the reality of a you know of a they call it a sizzle reel or a promo reel. But if we go back further than that. When I was pitching the show, and let's say I got to someone who was a little bit more serious, like Smithsonian Network and or PBS, either one, and I said, I say, hey, it's going to be about architecture. They say, hmm, that's that's going to be tough. Would you get like a Frank Gehry? I said, absolutely. It's like, oh, okay, okay, that's that's good. And that's the only architect they know, as far as that's the only one I can say. Stephen Hall, they'll they'll just say I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. So I don't really. I mean, that's the only architect, Frank Gehry. And we, yes, we have to get him. Okay, so we got him. Huh, interesting. Um, who else? I said, and also, you know, some of the building owners I think would be well known. Like who? Like Jerry Jones? Really? Huh? Really interesting. Huh? Huh? I see. I see where you're going. And the end user might be someone who's well known. Like who? Like a Jay Z for the bar- wow? Huh? Huh? And, okay, I see where you're going. I see this. That's the kind of conversation it's about. I can't say it's going to be about a, an architect that, you know, a very good architect, he's just not well-known, but he's doing a really good project. It's really important. It's, it's not going to work. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not going to work with television. I mean, I, you have to kind of get that extraordinary names and 
brands, and you really have to leverage that. I mean, aside from the, the first episode is about the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys is a monstrous brand. People are very interested in the Dallas Cowboys. But Building 2 is the Kauffman Center at Performing Arts Center in Kansas City. This is all in the same episode. Let's say watch, they watch the Cowboys episode, and they go, huh, that's kind of cool, and they stay with it. And now they learn about something else, and then that was, you know, the, the third building is something else. And they're, but they're with us for the entire show, and then we wrap it up and talk about what makes these three buildings special. I needed the Cowboys brand to get people to just to buy in and watch, and then I helped. Leave. It's not a bad building, but I'm just meaning that that's the brand that people recognize. They come to the table. The popular press is on it because they think, wow, this is, you know, they're really tackling these very popular projects. And and then I hope to bring other people in. And, and, you know, for example, episode two about libraries, our second architect is uh, Richard and Bauer, excellent architects from Phoenix, but I don't think that people know who they are. And the first one is, you know, Rem Coolhouse and Olmey, and yes, people know who they are, but now they're going to know the second architect and say, oh, that's an, you know, an interesting architect in a small library in Phoenix. So, yes, we did need the big brands. We did need the big names. Um, I do think that a lot of those big names have big names for a reason. I, think, I do think they do great work, but um, there's a balance there. But when we're promoting it and we're promoting it and pushing it out there, yes, we're always stressing those big names. So I know that that, as a result, some people have said, oh, this show is about Star Attacks. We hashtag, we hope you fail. And I say, well, you know, first of all, why don't you just watch one show before you, you, know, you, know, you hashtag and I fail? And <laughs> why, why do you want me to fail? I hope if, you know, if it works out, I mean, it's not a bad thing for architects. And I'm not trying to solve every problem. It's not a panacea. I'm just trying to do my own thing, which is hopefully, um, you know, get people more excited about architecture. And as I say, it's not going to solve every problem. It's just one show, and hopefully it opens the door for other people to do the things that they want to do because, um, you know, this was uh, something that was well-received. And I tell you, what's really important is that I hope that this works because if, someone, if this does not work and fails and does terribly terribly badly in the ratings, the next time someone pitches an architecture show to any network, there's no chance because they're going to say, well, we're looking at the precedents. We've seen a show last year that did really badly, and there's been nothing since then. And there was one other show like five years ago that had a special that did poorly. I just don't see any growth in this area. And it's done. Right. Like, that's why I feel a lot of pressure. I mean, I, I really want it to do well, and if it does well, then let's say next year Mark LePage says, hey, I want to do something which tackles the issues of housing, da 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 and they go, hmm, is there any precedent? And you say, yeah, there's this other show called Cool Spaces, and it, and it did pretty well. And they're like, okay, okay, there's an, there's an interest in that subject. Okay, you know, let's craft something and let's work, let's work with it. I mean, that's how that, that's how this works. It's 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 a it's a it's a different business. It's a different business. Yeah, I mean, it it's it's essentially a trailblazer for things to come. It, if you uh, get out there and you hit them with the the big names and get a big you know big response and the uh, the ratings are really well received. Then, even on your show, you know, maybe another season, you'd be able to start to kind of filter in other uh, uh, names, smaller names, in order because you'll start having a reputation. You start having a following. People will want to see more, um, and there might be other opportunities for that. And like you said, other opportunities for other shows. So once you have a a big uh, success with what you're doing, other people can come in and fill the gaps and and. Uh, do the things that you're not doing. Well, I, I think that the second season, we have a the last episode will be a compilation. We're going to kind of wrap up everything with the best of, and we want to have a couple of uh, sort of guest commentator types to that you know they're obviously architecture enthusiasts that know something about it that that want to help us, and those are not architects, but you know celebrity types that have some interest in architecture. And I, 
it's not that I'm starstruck or I feel the need that, you know, I, like a Pharrell Williams or a Brad Pitt, it's, it's not me. But I just think that those people have very, very powerful brands and can, you know, if they think it's cool, other people tune in and, and I think that's the way it works. I mean, this is our celebrity-obsessed culture and, and okay, I get that. I understand those rules and now let's figure out how best to kind of solve or fulfill our mission and I know, you know, if there's people that are interested in being known as someone who likes architecture or has interest in architecture and is about architecture, then I'm going to sort of hopefully bring them on and, and, and then leverage their brands to help bring more attention to what we're doing. I mean, that's the idea. So we'll keep doing that. And as I say, you know, the more of that, I'm sure I'll get more, more criticism. You know, you're, you're, you know, you're making it too much about this or that. And I'll say, look, I mean, that's just, that's just this one project. I'm one project and, and hopefully just drive some interest in the subject and someone else can do a different project and because of let's say some interest and success of this project maybe it'll work for them because you know there's some currency there and and i tell you just based on my experience with these tv guys that that really matters it's like when you see a successful show and a subject that's sort of different like that leaves catch and people going to catch crabs then the next year there's there's a, they're fishing for lobsters and they're fishing for you know every kind right, of animal there exactly. is because they think it's popular and it worked that formula worked and just opens the door so I don't expect that to happen but, but it's really one more than one cooking show on architect I uh, want uh, on television yeah I mean there used to be none until 1963 there was one and they thought cooking on a TV how is that going to work and look at it now there's like three networks dedicated to it. Yeah, look at all so, the shows about Alaska right now. Everywhere you turn, exactly. there's a show about Alaska because they did one show in Alaska and it was successful. And they needed, they had the production crew up there. They needed to do more shows, so they tried another one, and that was successful. And then everybody's doing shows about Alaska. That, that's right. And, 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 and again, I don't think that this will be the same ever, but but I think it will open it. Well, if it does well, it hopefully open the door, and and someone else can, some, uh, you know, Marco Page can say, hey, I want to do something about this. They'll look at this as a precedent, and if it does okay, they'll say, okay, I see that, you know, I can see that there's some interest in the subject, and uh, it seems to be growing, it's kind of untapped, okay, what do, you, what do you have in your mind? Whereas when I've gone to these, and typically there's a yearly conference where you can pitch TV shows, so I go to this thing, and they begin to recognize me now, because I'm like, no, I said, what do you have now this year? I said, okay, I got a show about kind of travel or anything, and it's always no, but they're, like, I think they kind of like, felt, not bad for me, but I think they felt you know, this guy doesn't give up. He keeps coming back, and I'm telling him, we're telling him, hey, look, we like reality shows with characters, with conflict. And I say, okay, i got a show about architecture that will be, and they say, are you not? We don't want this. And I said, okay. And I come back the next year, and I think they just think, the guy doesn't give up. So, um, anyway, that's, that's kind yeah. of... I mean, I think if you, keep, if you keep the focus on the people, like you said... It will be those that type of show. I mean, it'll the architecture will, will be there and it'll be in the background and the topic will be architecture, but it'll be about the show about the relationships and and how the the you know why the buildings came about in the first place and why the owners spent all that money and how they got their money and and how it got built and the architects and the conflicts between the architects and the owners and the and the contractors. It could be really really interesting, and I think it, it I think it will be. I think it'll be very interesting. I think one thing which is one thing which is very important to uh, distinguish is that this is since it's public television, they try not to um, when I say interfere. They, they, it's really meant to be the producer and his vision. And of course, it's not completely that way. You have to work with them. But 
But if you're a commercial network and we, we produce your show and right now the way it is, yes, the architect is always the hero and everyone's very happy, everyone loves the building and you know, I'm I was someone criticized me and said, Are you gonna tell like the negative and the bad stuff? And I said, No, I, I I'm really not. I think that this is gonna be a very positive show. So maybe on commercial t- a commercial network they would say, Hey, listen, we need to create some conflict here. I don't want to do that. If someone wants to do that, they can do that. I'm not going to do that. I really want to just focus on the buildings that I think are really special and exciting and and uh, and focus on really the positive. I don't really need to get into sort of creating artificial conflict or real conflict or yeah. lawsuits. or uh, yeah, and That makes for good TV and other subjects. That's not really for me. If someone else wants to do that themselves, good, you know, good luck. <laughs> yeah. good, I'm trying good to stay in the positive. Good answer. I, I like that, Stephen. Um, yeah. The, and you had, you also mentioned Pharrell Williams and Brad Pitt. Um, Pharrell is going to be the the keynote speaker at, at the convention in Chicago this year in June, and you're going to have the opportunity to uh, to uh, announce you know to introduce him. Um, he'll be the keynote. You know what are your thoughts? I mean, you gave us a little bit of your thought on on these big celebrities who are sort of wiggling their way into the profession by just being interested in about talking about it. what, what are your thoughts on, on that, that topic? Well, last year we had Colin Powell as a speaker, which I thought was, um, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, controversial, but I mean, it's more polarizing. It's because he's kind of a, one point was a political kind of, can, I don't know if he's a candidate, but you know, he's aligned with a certain side and, and and so on. Whereas this guy is just an entertainer. I don't know who doesn't like this guy, but it's it's interesting because I think some architects are going to say, why are we you know why are we inviting people like this that when they're not architects or I don't know they're not uh, who knows but they just feel like you know why are we doing this and I don't have a problem with it. I think it generates some excitement. It, some um, you know I think this is a very successful guy, um, um, a very successful producer, uh, a creative person who's created you know all kinds of all kinds of wonderful thing that makes that makes people happy and entertains them and I, I don't have a problem with it at all. I think he'll, he'll be a great speaker and I, I'm sort of excited to see the AI break out of the box a little bit and um, you know the younger, more diverse uh, thinking in a totally different industry and I, I think it'd be interesting. I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. But I mean, he's not completely completely removed from architecture. I think it's someone who's trying to do something with a hot deed. He's somebody who I guess he built um, uh, some kind of Boys um, Center or something like that, where he grew up in his town. I think the design was supposed, uh, supposedly interesting, and I think he tried to design some furniture or has designed some furniture. I mean, I think he's interested in, in creating um, creating things and creating environments and creating maybe architecture. So um, I'm looking forward to you know to hearing what he has to say. Yeah, I agree. I, I you know from my point of view, the more we talk about architecture, the, the better. <clears throat> I mean, if if they if they want to talk about architecture and and we're talking about architecture, you you, the the key to changing the profession and getting the profession to succeed, and 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 become fruitful for architects is to get the mainstream to understand what we do and how we do it. And the only way they do that is to is to have a conversation, is to have that dialogue out there in mainstream, and so it can be told. And and if Pharrell Williams is is one of those people who can. Kind of get that jump started, or Brad Pitt can get that jump started. Um, more power to them, and and uh, it will benefit from that. I think that there's something really interesting about that. Is that I think that when um, non-architect types are, let's say, at a cocktail party, and they say they sort of like architecture to someone else, I think people are like, "Wow, that's cool." Right. I do think that they that they consider that as like, "Oh, wow, you're a connoisseur." Or you, yeah, I like you know, I like 
collecting wine. I like architecture. I like, uh, oh, really? Huh? I think that it's kind of considered cool, which is good. And it would be, I would like it if it would be, you know, more and more would keep sort of talking about architecture in those terms. But I think it's great to have someone like a Pharrell Williams or Brad Pitt, both of whom are enormously popular, and I think people really like them. It's not like these are polarizing figures that say, hey, I love architecture. I'm aligning myself with architecture. And I say, oh, geez, I, you know, this is someone maybe is not the greatest person we want to be aligned with. But, I mean, these are very talented, very talented people that I think people really like and respect. And the fact that they say that they're really interested in architecture, that's great. Welcome. You know, spread the word. You know, come to the convention and... That creates a lot of buzz, and it brings more attention than just the architecture press. I think other press, lifestyle press, they, they go, wow, why, why is Pharrell you know, speaking at the architecture convention? You know, well, it turns out he likes architecture, and that's great stuff. It's all good. So, no, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's, I think it's um, on the contrary. I'm very happy to see that. Yeah, I agree. Thank, uh, thank you, Stephen. This has been a really great conversation. Um, what are, what's the best way for people to find cool spaces on television? Right now, they must go to our website. That's coolspaces.tv, coolspaces.tv. And uh, there's a section of the tab there called TV Show. You can click there. You can learn more about the show. There's some reels, videos, all of that. But most importantly, there's something called Schedule, and you can see in your market where it's, you know, where it's airing. It's just starting today in the first markets, and over the next two, three months, depending upon where you are, it will uh, it'll appear on that, on that schedule or check your local listings. But it's coming. Yeah, I'm excited. I checked uh, WLIW, which is my local PBS station, and it's there, but it's not scheduled yet. So uh, I have to sit here and be patient. Right, exactly. Please be patient because I, I, programmers don't like when when lots of people, especially architects, start to bombard them with requests. So just be patient. It's coming. Right. I can assure you that all the all the major markets have grabbed onto it, and um, and they're just going to schedule it. The the first possible month was April, and. That, that would have been a rush for, for a, a network to get it on in Dallas because of the stadium. They wanted it right on right away. Um, but others, some of the bigger ones like Boston and New York and L.A., I think that's going to be June. So mm-hmm. well, June's I, good for TV. Yeah, definitely. I look forward to it. If uh, if listeners wanted to reach out to you, you already said Twitter. Uh, what's your Twitter handle and any, any place else that you prefer them to reach out to you? If you go to the website, you can see all the contacts, and, and uh, you can you can you can find Twitter, you can find uh, emails, you can find everything. So now that's okay. the way to do it. Just go there. We've got it all kind of uh, all okay. right there. So and that's uh, coolspaces.tv. Okay, that's right. Great, thank you, Stephen. I appreciate your thank time, you, Mark. and this has been a great conversation. I I really uh, appreciate your time and the background that you gave us on the show and your thoughts on on the other things we discussed. No problem, Mark. Didn't I- Continued success with your your uh, you call it a blog or do you, what, what do you call it? Yeah, your, I, do, I do the blog and the and the and the podcast. Your enterprise, do, your enterprise. Yeah, yeah, I call it a platform. Good luck with your yep. your platform. <laughs> Good luck yep. to your plat- with your platform. I'm trying to make a difference, just like you. See you in Chicago. Yeah, I'll be there. Thanks. We'll see you then. So there you go. I love what Steven is doing with Cool Spaces. I just finished watching a sneak preview of episode one, which premiered on PBS stations this past week on April 3rd. It was the, actually the day that we recorded the, the, uh, the interview, and I am, I am very excited about what Steven has done here with Cool Spaces. The show is entertaining. It's informative. It shows the world what we architects do and why we do it. He walks viewers through each building featured, talks about what makes each space special, and he introduces us to the architects and the designers responsible for each creation. As an architect, I I loved it from beginning to end, 
and anyone interested in architecture, and that's pretty much everyone that you and I know, will be fascinated by the forms and the spaces and the process that Stephen explains throughout the episode. I am very happy that we finally have a mainstream show that introduces the public to our world. And wait until you see the ad created by AIA in support of Cool Spaces. I think you're going to love that too. Well done, AIA. I'm, I'm really happy with what you did there. Um, I want to know what you think about Cool Spaces. Have you seen it yet? Are you in one of the markets that it's aired so far? Go to uh, entrearchitect.com slash episode 26 and leave me a comment and let me know what you think. I'll also embed the teaser video of Cool Spaces. So if you haven't, if you're not in one of the markets where it's being aired yet, um, and you will be, it's being aired in pretty much every major market in the, in the country. So look for it on your, on your local listings. But I'll post the, the teaser video and the ad from AIA so you can take a look at that. And, and let me know what you think. Go to, go to uh, entrearchitect.com slash episode 26 and leave me a comment. This is an important moment for us architects. It's, if Stephen's show succeeds, we may see many more shows featuring real world of architecture. You know, as, as a residential architect, one of my daily challenges is, is battling what I call HGTV effect where clients have unrealistic expectations for their projects. And if we have more shows featuring real life architects, the entire profession will benefit. So I, I am, uh, I'm 100% behind Steven and what he's doing. And I, and I hope that it succeeds. Um, and I think you, the listener, everybody listening here should support Steven and the, and the show and, uh, and, and watch and make sure that the ratings are, are reflecting that, that we like what he's doing there. So leave me a comment and uh, and we'll chat. You know, and just one quick reminder before I go: please visit iTunes and leave me a review. I received several new reviews this past week, and I want to just leave a quick thank you to JB99, Andrew A. Scott, Evan Troxel, and uh, Paul Giuliano. You guys all left uh, great reviews. Thank you very much and five star ratings. Thank you, thank you so much. You guys rock. Uh, and I am working, still working hard on Entree Architect Academy. If you're interested in knowing the details of launch day for Entree Architect Academy uh, before everybody else, you can go to entrearchitect.com slash courses and sign up for that list. And as soon as I know, you'll know. And, uh, and we'll all be happy at Entree Architect Academy. So I want to thank Stephen Chung for joining me this week and for his leadership in the profession as he shares our world of architecture with viewers throughout the nation and if all goes well, with the rest of the world, too. So until next week, my name is Mark R. LePage, and I am an entrepreneur architect. Thank you very much for listening. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh, yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the shit out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris. Owners of Level Studio Architecture are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, 
Stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us. Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. And so for me, the the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.